This is a Kindling Kids podcast. We're the fact detectives and we love investigating cool facts about cool stuff. And to help us, we chat with some very smart grown-ups who know all the cool facts about everything. Dax, we've heard a lot about viruses lately. Like the one that causes COVID? Yeah, but what exactly is a virus? I'm not sure, but don't worry, Catriona from ScienceWorks has dropped by to give us all the facts. Hiya, fact detectives. I think viruses are super interesting and I can't wait to tell you all about them. What's your first question? Fact one! Are viruses, bacteria and germs all the same thing? Yes and no. Viruses and bacteria are both types of germs, but they're very different to each other. Also, not all viruses and bacteria make you sick, so they're not all germs, but we'll get to that later. Bacteria are alive and can live inside the body or outside, like in soil or water, whereas a virus is something that's neither living nor dead. Like a zombie? (laughs) Kind of. Like zombies, viruses are active, so they're not dead, but they also can't do anything on their own, and that's why we can't call them living things either. A virus's sole purpose is to infect cells and make lots and lots and lots of copies of itself. Zombie clones! Bacteria, on the other hand, are alive and are just one cell. And a cell is the smallest living thing in the whole world that can live on its own. You and I are made up of trillions of cells, human cells and bacteria cells. Viruses aren't cells, but they're just teeny tiny packages of genetic information called DNA or RNA. And they can't do anything unless they inject their genetic information into a living cell, like my cells or your cells. Genetic information? What's that? Well, genetic information is essentially a collection of recipes, a recipe book, and it tells your cells what to make. So in the case of a virus's genetic information, they are all recipes to tell our cells how to cook up more viruses. A cookbook of viruses? Yeah. I mentioned DNA before. Have you heard of it? Yes! Well, DNA is what makes you, you. DNA is our genetic code, which is a set of instructions for a cell or a collection of recipes that tells your body what it looks like and how it will function. And the genetic code of viruses is the same, just much more simple. If you think of our cells as little kitchens that churn out heaps of recipes all the time, then what a virus does is enter those little kitchens and tell all the chefs to stop what they're doing and start making the virus's recipe instead. Ah. So what happens when our cells are infected is that they start making heaps of new little viruses that then leave those cells and go to find even more cells to infect. How do viruses spread? How a virus spreads depends on the virus. Some viruses can travel through the air in mucus or spit of an infected person when they breathe, talk, cough or sneeze. And some viruses can hang around on surfaces, 
For example, if a person sneezes and some droplets fall onto a table or chair, if another person touches that surface and then touches their own mouth or nose or eyes, then they can become infected. What about animals? Can they pass on a virus? Sometimes viruses can jump between animals or between humans and animals. When humans get sick from an animal virus, we call that a zoonosis. Zoo means animal. The flu is a zoonosis, actually. Have you ever heard of the swine flu or bird flu? Yeah. Well, they are versions of the flu that make us sick that originally came from pigs or birds. But most viruses that infect other living things actually won't make us sick. Why not? Because each virus uses special protein keys to unlock cells to get inside. Their keys are specially shaped to fit a certain lock. The keys needed for a virus to break into the cells of one animal won't necessarily fit the lock of cells in another animal. Like how you wouldn't be able to use your house key to open someone else's house. For example, if your dog gets a kennel cough, which is like the dog version of a cold, you can still play with your dog when it's sick because the kennel cough virus has no idea how to get into our cells and make us sick. But your dog can pass it on to other dogs, so you shouldn't let them play with other dogs when they're sick, especially unvaccinated puppies. What about COVID? Unfortunately, some viruses have a master key to get through locks that look the same. It's thought that the virus that causes COVID-19 came to us from bats because the lock on the cells of bats was similar enough to the lock on cells in our throat and lungs. So the same key unlocks both and works on both. So yes, we can get some viruses like COVID-19 from animals, but the good news is, is that we're getting better at finding them and treating them when they do jump across. Fact three. What happens when we're infected with a virus? It depends on the virus. Viruses like chickenpox and the measles give you itchy red spots all over your body. While the flu, the common colds and COVID-19 can give you a range of symptoms like a runny nose, cough, a sore throat and a headache. I hate colds. Me too. Me three. Luckily, we all have something called an immune system, which helps to protect us from infections. Basically, the immune system is packed full of super strong soldiers that can fight off the viruses that try to infect you. But sometimes the soldiers are a bit too strong. How? For instance, the reason that you get a fever when you have the flu is because the flu virus doesn't like heat. So in order to fight the virus, your immune system makes your temperature go higher and higher so that it can destroy the viruses infecting you. But unfortunately, the fever makes you feel quite sick too, though. And yucky. Yeah, I don't like fevers. I don't think anyone does. But it does mean that your immune system is doing its job and is making sure that you get better as quickly as possible. While we have lots of different types of immune soldiers to help fight off disease, some of the best ones are called B-cells and T-cells. B-cells are like archers. They shoot arrows that stick to invading viruses so that they can't get into more cells. The arrows also become targets on those viruses so that the rest of the immune system can find them easily. Then, the T-cells come along to lead the attack. 
T-cells are like Superman or Wonder Woman. They have heaps of different superpowers to attack cells that have already been infected or zombified, and they protect the healthy cells. There are some viruses that can get past our immune system and cause damage to our immune cells, but these days we have different types of medications that help fight these particular viruses by stopping them from multiplying. Fact four. So how do we kill viruses? Well, you can't kill viruses. Do you remember why? Because they aren't alive in the first place. Correct. When we get infected by bacteria, for example, if you cut yourself or your toenail gets infected, the doctor might give you some antibiotics to treat the infection. But antibiotics don't work for viruses. So if we can't kill them and can't use antibiotics, how do we treat viruses? Thanks to vaccines, medicines, and our own immune systems, we can destroy them so that they stop making us sick. How do vaccines actually work? There are different types of vaccines, but the aim of a vaccine is to stop you from getting sick in the first place. And if you do get the virus, a vaccine helps to reduce the risk of severe disease. Sometimes you need one shot, sometimes two, and/or a booster shot. Some vaccines work for a set number of years, and some are for your entire life. Some vaccines work by giving you a tiny piece of virus so that your immune system learns how to fight it, but not enough so that you get sick. So the next time your immune system detects that same virus, it already knows what to do. Those B cell archers and the Superman and Wonder Woman T cells—they're all on the lookout. Cool. Sometimes, after getting a vaccine, we get a fever, which is a normal sign of our bodies building immunity against the virus. But completely eradicating a virus forever so that no one can get it ever again is very, very hard. And the only virus that humans have managed to successfully eradicate through vaccines is smallpox. But there are others that are on their way out, and we barely have to worry about them anymore. So developing vaccines is a pretty important line of defense. We have vaccines against diseases like mumps, measles, chickenpox, hepatitis, and also influenza or the flu, and also COVID nineteen. That's right. The virus that causes COVID nineteen is called SARS CoV two, and here in Australia, we are using different types of vaccines to fight it, which help to reduce the risk of severe disease. Remember how we talked about the genetic code before? Yes. Well, mRNA vaccines teach our cells how to make a protein from SARS-CoV-2, so that our immune system recognizes it and learns how to fight it. We're essentially giving our cells one of the same recipes that the virus uses, or it's actually more like the key that it uses to break into our cells. Anyway, once the cell has this recipe. Our cells make it safely in a test kitchen, so that your immune system knows what to expect. Eric, one of our fact detector fans would like to know how you make an mRNA vaccine. It's a little complicated, but if you're interested, mRNA stands for messenger RNA. So basically, we're making messengers for our cells. Scientists write out the genetic code that makes that target protein. In this case, it's that special key. Then they feed that genetic code or the DNA to E. coli bacteria, 
the copy it hundreds of times over. Then you have heaps of DNA ready to be converted into mRNA. But mRNA is actually quite fragile, so it's packed up into tiny balls of fat. And when these fat balls hit our cells after we've been vaccinated, our cells will naturally reach out and pull them inside so that we get that mRNA. But unfortunately, some viruses are very smart and they keep changing so that the immune system doesn't recognize it anymore. And that's why we may need to get more than one vaccine shot over time. SARS-CoV-2 is a new virus and we're still learning about it. Vaccines that have been successful in wiping out other viruses took decades to develop. But other viruses like the flu virus change every year. And so we get a new vaccine every year. Fact five. Do all viruses make us sick? Some certainly do, but most of them don't. In fact, there are actually some good viruses. What do you mean? Many viruses infect and kill bacteria, but are harmless to us. They're called bacteriophages or phages, which literally means bacteria eater. Awesome! And scientists now wonder whether we can use them to kill bacteria that make us sick. In 2016, a man in the US was dying because he was infected with deadly bacteria, but his wife refused to give in. She sent messages to scientists around the country and collected a whole bunch of these phages, a big cocktail of them, and gave it to him. And he fully recovered. They didn't make him more sick? Nope. They can't get into our cells. They just attack the bacteria. And did you know that there are heaps of viruses, including phages, on and in your body right now that don't make you sick but actually make you healthy? Really? Yes, you have heaps and heaps of healthy bacteria and viruses on your skin and in your gut. They make sure that there isn't room for the baddies. And they also have a really complicated and important relationship with our immune system, gut and even brain. Exactly how they do this is still a mystery, even to us adults who actually study viruses in the immune system. So adults don't know everything? Nope, there are lots of questions that scientists still don't know the answer to, but it's fun to work out the answers. Try this at home! One way we can stay safe from viruses that make us sick is by washing our hands. Why? Because viruses are little parcels of DNA that sit inside an envelope made of tiny fats. So when you wash your hands, the soap or the alcohol in hand sanitizers break apart these fatty envelopes and this destroys the virus so that it can't make you sick. Cool! Here's a little experiment that you can try at home. Ask your grown-up for a bowl or a plate of water and sprinkle pepper into it. If you dip your finger into the water, you might notice how the pepper sticks to your finger. Imagine that that pepper was a virus. You'd probably get sick if you then touched your face, wouldn't you? Now, add a bit of soap to your finger. If you stick it in the water now, you might see that the pepper moves away from your finger and your finger stays squeaky clean. That's why washing your hands is so important. Wow, I've learned a lot and I'm definitely going to wash my hands more. Same, but also good to know that not all viruses are bad. 
Thanks, Catriona. My pleasure, Fact Detectives. In fact, I've even got a little song to sum it all up. Viruses are neither living nor dead. They're like tiny zombie clones instead. They have to inject their DNA into a cell, taking over your cells, making you unwell. Viruses get your cells to make heaps more so that there are more zombie clones than ever before. To get inside your cells, they need a key, a protein that shapes specifically. Viruses can be good or bad. They use living cells as a launching pad. Some can infect you and make you ill, but most are harmless with no ill will. If you're infected, there are a few ways to fight medicines and your immune system tries to make it right. Your body might start burning up. As your immune cells try to beat them up, we can use vaccines to help our immune cells train, making it harder to get infected again. And some viruses help us fight off other bugs, like killing bacteria that are resistant to drugs. Viruses can be good or bad. They use living cells as a launching pad. Some can infect you and make you ill, but most are harmless with no ill will. Thanks, Catriona. This has been another mind-blowing episode of the Fact Detectives, with me, Annika, and me, Dexter. Big thanks to immunologist Catriona Nguyen Robertson from ScienceWork for telling us all about viruses. And big thanks to Rani and Raul and Eric who asked us to investigate them. Yeah, that was great! If you love finding out the facts as much as we do, then check out all the episodes on the Kindling app. And if you have a big topic you'd like us to investigate, then get in touch at factdetectives at kindling.com.au. This episode of The Fact Detectives is a Kindling co-production with ScienceWorks. To find out more about the world around you, head to museumsvictoria.com.au. The Fact Detectives' free episodes are a Kindling co-production with Museums Victoria.